There's so many levels to this liberation shit. The average person may not give a second thought to this. Group economics is often an inconvenient truth for most. Many brush it off, but it's perhaps the most significant. Delve beyond the surface and deep the power of group economics. How many times does money circulate within a community? Reflect on where we get our food and essentials from. What are the barriers to entry? How can we gain a foothold in the supply lines? What's the benefits of owning our whole supply chain? We need to supply our communities with the products and ingredients that are vital for us to function culturally. Reflect beyond the reposting and reading of history. Now is the time to act. Until there's some form of diasporic economic practices, there's no real power structure. Until there's a concentration and focus on creating a network of resources and skills, until we have our own supply lines from food production to consumption, until we own the real estate and the land where our shops, farms and manufacturing bases are, we'll have no real influence. Until we practice group economics, we'll have no influence over policy, we'll have no bargaining power, we'll have no real assets, we'll have no capital to fund legal representation or security, we'll have no army, we'll have no voice, we'll have no strength to ensure accountability is taken against trespass and injustice, we'll continue to have no control or moderation over our cultural identity and how we're perceived, we'll have no true sense of unity without any of the above we have the perception of begging to be accepted we have no alternatives than to assimilate into oppression we are still at war with an invisible and intangible enemy we are still begging people to see and hear our struggle they can't even begin to fathom what we've been through as it's so deeply entrenched into all facets of their existence all the while we as a people have spent a steady trajectory silencing and suppressing ourselves to fit in and seem less threatening reflect on the fact that we've lived at polar opposites whilst you spent life being aloof and never having to engage in any form of conversation regarding race or other issues we're faced with the realization of this oppressive state of existence from deep within the womb. From the choice of schools and hospitals to the opportunities afforded only to you. Whilst you live life aloof and always being catered to, there was nothing about us taught in classrooms. The Egyptians were whitewashed in 91 textbooks. It was just before they 
banned a picture book Bibles full of white people with no blacks in sight. Meanwhile, I had a picture at the top of my stairs. It was a black Jesus. So I never once believed that he weren't melanated. I saw God in my own image. I realized the powers in me. That's what happens when you mix Islam, Rastafarianism and Christianity. That's what happens when you teach a kid about his history. His confidence grows and he's aware of the world at age three. Playing on prayer mats, khaki fatigues and a Rasta badge. Watching Bob Marley and Public Enemy on VHS. I was a super fan. Those revolutionary images were etched in my head. As soon as we learn to speak, we're taught that black is beautiful. We're taught about our forefathers and revolutionaries. We're taught about freedom fighters and the atrocities. We're taught that all at home. We don't learn that stuff in school. We're made to feel like we can't call out racism. You've branded it a race card, thus making it trivial. Until we practice some form of group economics, there's no foundation for any real power. There's no president for the next generation to follow. It's still marching and sharing posts. It's still being murdered, racially profiled and disrespected. It's being classified and looked upon as nothing. It's a perpetual cycle of injustice. Open up your eyes, open up your ears, act upon the blueprint laid down before the illusion. Don't fall for the distraction of assimilation and integration. We fell deep into that abyss as if a concrete block was tied to our ankles, thrown overboard with a few rights that meant nothing in our oppressors' minds. Now you wish to act like you care, I'm dubious that they're trying to distract us, yes. You had a dream, Uncle Martin, but you integrated us into a burning house that we never set fire to. They locked the doors with us inside and assassinated you. Ironically, you were branded the peaceful dude. I hear hypocrisy in their tone when they quote you. Uncle Dubois believed in the power of education and integration, but you should have embraced Uncle Marcus rather than drag and insult him, investigate and undermine him. Were you an op to everyone who didn't comply to you? Group economics is what we need to practice. A power base of influence is what we need to establish. The black race is scattered across the world as if they were fragments from a smashed vase, patched together through the collective belief in one phrase, Black Lives Matter. The Urushi Lakur that binds a dispersed people together, Kintsugi birthed from struggles make our expression sound better. Jeez. Listen, I wonder if we were the people in the 11th chapter of the old book who tried to build the tower to the sky, we defined God's will. We didn't have faith that he'd protect us in case our sins caused him to send another flood. So we built upwards to force God close to us. Instead, our insolence caused you to disperse us. We stand here today, many cultures, regions and languages apart, wondering why three words draw us close together. Three words unite and shine light on a universal cause to liberate the minds of those in a perpetual cycle of abuse. While the human rights and government orgs turn a blind eye, we march scream and protest to unite hearts and minds. How do we solidify this newfound unity? We practice group economics. We buy products from those who look like us, who create opportunities for those who look like us, who invest in and circulate the resources in us so we can financially empower and protect us. So we no longer have 
police show up, rough up and choke us, charge us for obstructing them from murdering us. Uncle Malcolm gave a speech in 62 after two brothers were roughed up outside the mosque unloading suits. A scuffle broke out before shots were fired. Seven people left with wounds. One man killed. 40 years on and it's happening still. Only way to escape this burning house is to pool our resources and finally identify how we got here in the first place, what common things we share, what will propel us forward 50 years from now I foresee a new world order structured around a balance for all of us. Group economics. Cheese!